Ladies and gentlemen and variations thereof, welcome to the Selectives Lorecast, a casual Elder Scrolls podcast. Today we're talking about Sothis Hill and as much as we can possibly think of. With me today are... Chris Franzen, otherwise known as Mojo, otherwise known as 1976 Bisexual Trucker. <laughs> Continue. I need more. I need to just kill the rest of this beer after that. Just give me a moment. Uh, uh, Cody Hagee, uh, also known as Professor Ordu Corvus. Huh. Joe Mazzola, also known as Jeroic, also formerly known as Tengentopa and Lycanthropic Nareth. I am Pilaf the Defiler. You will be assimilated. Oh, God. <laughs> Weird. Australia, you're late again. Uh, yeah, hi, I'm Nathan, and my username is Mr. Blivers. Uh, also, today we have a special guest with us. Uh, Trainwiz, you want to say hello? Hello, I am Trainwiz, more commonly known as Trainwiz, but in Spanish I'm also known as Trainwiz. <laughs> so, um, uh, and uh, my name is Chris Nelson, but everybody calls me Rotten Dead. I, what, uh, where do we want to start? We didn't even really talk about what order we want to talk about things in. So, um, who is the Sale? Yeah, okay. Let's just do a really rough, a really quick breakdown. Sothisil is one-third of the tribunal. Um, he is anticipated by Azura. Uh, of the three of Mastery and Mercy, he is Mystery. Uh, his domain is the seas and the ocean and memory, and his domain is his own. Uh, he owns a little private dimension called uh, the Clockwork City, and you never once get to talk to him in a game. Not even once. Even in Elder Scrolls Online, like the aspects you talk to, from what I've seen, they just say like five lines and then they disappear. Really oh, not it's like a recording. It's not him. It's just like a recording. It's his answering machine. <laughs> <laughs> it's an automated answering now. service. It's somehow appropriate. But well, how, how, train was, how far have you gotten in, in ESO? Have you, gotten, have you pretty much done the tribunal stuff altogether? Or? Not too far. I'm really not an MMO player anymore, so most of my time is taken up doing other things. So, um, as befitting his moniker of a of mystery, there's very little given to you directly about uh, Sothisil, but uh, possibly, you know, promoted by that or inspired by that, there's been a lot of attention in the fan community brought to him, uh, oh. and. Uh, a lot of speculation and a lot of uh, interpretation of just about everything he said. Um, I know from his background, apparently he was or is a member of the Psijic Order. Mm -hmm. What we know of, according to things like 2920 and maybe uh, Fear's comments about him, is that he is a Sig member of the Psijic Order, but he doesn't really believe in their ideals. He has taught, apparently, but other than that, we don't know much. And that kind of fits Sothisil. He's a mystery we know. Fuck all about him. Yeah. yeah, it seems to be a theme in these uh, lore casts where we basically sort of at the end just admit that there's a whole lot that we don't have of information that we don't have. Well, we picked a good um, subject for that. Actually, yeah, yeah um, I want to actually draw attention to the water god thing or to the ocean god thing for a second because oh, yeah, like, ocean we being deep and mysterious, like kind of itself, mm -hmm. is kind of a fitting aspect for him. And do we have any way to jump off of that stuff? Well, Wait actually, I'm glad you brought that up because I wanted there. to. Well, I wanted to ask you guys to kind of give a little uh, thought to a question um, that hopefully we can deal with towards the end after you guys have thought about it for a little while. So Elder Scrolls Online proposes that there is a connection, direct connection between the ocean and memory. Mm -hmm. And that when a when a, 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 a person dies, their memory becomes water. Uh, how literal you can take that or not is, I don't know, up to personal interpretation. But um what do you guys, what, what connections can we draw between Mystery, the Clockwork City, Kirkbride's suggestion that the inside of Nern is entirely comprised of Clockwork, the Clockwork City, and Memory? Well, I think an obvious one, first off, is that Sothisil has an association with the Drow, Drow, 
Drew? Crab people. Drew. I don't know. I think it, I think it is Drew, actually. Yeah. But okay. what we know from them is that they were apparently some sort of water-based society that, you know, ruled the oceans. So we have another connection there. And that they apparently came from a previous Kalpa, if you can believe Vivek. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's the, they might be like related to the memory of previous, you know, time spans. Yeah, Cameron says that too. Yeah, so he does. Oh, great, mm-hmm. awesome. Um, and uh, but uh, but how does that connect to clockwork philosophically, if not directly? Hmm. Hmm. I got nothing on that. I've always no. seen water as being coolant for machinery, so sure. if you want to go the science fiction route. Well, his, uh, his uh, cool down bottom his level of the Clockwork City is flooded, so there might actually be something there. Steam power, too, like the Dwemer. Um, there's also well, we, don't, we don't actually know if the Clockwork City is actually steam power. We don't actually ever right. see a power source. Okay. We see the grind. Yeah, there's like steam blowing around and sparks blowing around. Well, there's actually like circuitry in the walls. There's like circuit boards and things. Yeah, that's the that's the interesting thing about Sothasil is that unlike the Dormer, his stuff seems much more higher tech. You, you do yeah. have the gears, but you have gears in modern machinery too. Yeah, but you have things like we see electrical wires. We see with the imperfect advanced robotics, cyborg yeah. stuff, and of course the the walls are basically circuit boards. Yeah, that and, is true. And it just it just brings more the, than it answers. Yeah, and there's the big machine that he's in. Like at the very end, when you get to the mm. dome of so the computer, Hill, which I'm Control still reality. trying Control. to figure out what the hell that is. If he's like fucking plugged into the matrix Trans- to try and control interface, but he's just using it to post cats online. <laughs> <laughs> I like to think that you know, going back, um, you know, to incorporate memory into this, um, and and I'm I'm talking about not just like the ocean is memory, but the memory from Coda. Um, who we see in um, old concept art that MK did uh, that showed the tribunal and Sothasil was pregnant and that child grew up to be memory. And I like to, I like to think that he's hooked up and he is, it's almost like in an anti-morphic event between him, his city and like the insemination of memory. Um, And, Perhaps he kind of gave up his physical interaction with the world after he did that. Um, yeah. The interesting thing with Sothasil having a baby uh, is that what is a very common phrase you hear when you know a baby is coming? Screaming. <laughs> My water broke. The water broke. Exactly. Oh. oh. Nice. Actually, mm-hmm. with Coda being yeah, brought up, Coda broke when Twasbeck appeared again from the ether. Well, but yeah, I actually have in my little notes thing here. He's not in the current, like the present bits of Coda that I can remember. Mm-hmm. Like he's in the the flashback to Tomorrowwind, but spoiler back territory a little bit. Amalexia and Vivek. Amalexia and Vivek both appear in the present bit with Jubal running around doing his thing. Sothasil doesn't. Right. And does Omalexia appear in the present? Yeah, I, I don't remember Omalexia. Sort of. Um, the bachelor party. There, there's Anne Omalexia. Yeah, she's at the bachelor party. Yeah, yeah Anne Omalexia, but there are no Sothasils. Well, why would Sothasil attend a party? There's internet to be doing. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just that he's in it. <laughs> he's not in it at all. <laughs> I got a connection with water. Uh, well, sort of. Just hear me out. In MK's drawing of foul murder, he has skeletal features. Now, a skeleton, like clockwork, is on the inside. And to some people, it represents death, but it also represents life in that the skeleton is the center around which the organism functions. So he is also the person who is at the center of the tribunal. He's not only the oldest and the wisest, but he is the one who appeared directly to the masses and let them know that this is not a curse. We should look forward. Well, water... um, the whole time equals water equals memory. The East is uh, the future. And there's also a saying in Dunmary society, may we forever seek the Satanine, which I think means always move forward. So maybe uh, Sotha Sill's connection with memory is that um, like water, he is flowing forward into the future. He's not about the past. 
He is no, what not. bridges. Uh, he's what bridges the Velothi society <clears throat> between the past and the future. He is, is the skeletal frame of the um, current Dunmary society. So I always saw him more as the catalyst of everything in general because even though you know it's Almalexi and Vivek may have thought up the plot and kind of co-opted him to him it, mm-hmm. in the murder plot. Without his knowledge of the, the uh, Dwemer workings and whatnot, there is no tribunal. He is, as right. mysterious as he is and as secluded as he is, he is the center point from which the tribunal spawned. There's no g- divinity without him. Exactly. He's also he the one with the Dwemerian to use the Hog of Lokan with Agam. That's right. Yeah. yeah, he studied the tools to do it. And he, to backpedal to the progress thing, Amalexia has ch- Chimer, Chimer, however, skin. Vivek is half and half, and I look very closely today. Sothisil does have basically grayish Dunmary skin. So he's got he's the a rotten quartz thing. in the textures, but like uh, Josh was yeah, saying. Yeah, it's hard to tell exactly, but it's grayish. Like Josh was saying, he was the guy that kind of appeared and said to the uh, the Dunmer people when they became Dunmer, Azura can go take a hike, you know, this this is this is who we are now. And mm-hmm. it would be kind of hypocritical to uh, say that, but not look like a Dunmer. Right. That's a, that's yeah, a very valid argument. He would have yeah. been wearing that skin. He would have been like, it's okay, guys. Look at me. You know, I'll lead you into the future. I'm like you. So, yeah, mm-hmm. And when he was dead, I think he was just a rotten corpse at that point, and he lost some of his nice blue yeah. hue. Yeah, he'd probably been dead. Yeah. yeah, probably since like the beginning of the plot line, however you I mean, want to say it. you got to get her Balazar's maze banned, but that's like several quests before. Like, There's actually a, a theory I've heard that Omalexia didn't kill Sothisil. He was already dead. Because she uh, says he spoke not a word as he died. You know, he gave up his mortality long ago. So literally, she was just like w- wailing on a corpse. And he's she was away at like a dead dude. What I've always been with that is what killed him in the first place. Because if you can't really back up what killed him to start with. Oh, the heart of Harkin was deactivated. So in theory, yeah, like, that didn't, so old. That didn't kill Vivek or Almalexia, though. Why would it kill him and not them? Who knows? Next that's the thing about that's hmm. the thing about South of Sil. Who knows? He's mystery. Oh. And <laughs> one how much of his body, how much of his body got taken away by Almalexia just hacking at him, and how much? Because he's got like a robot arm. Uh, like, yeah. It doesn't look like Almalexia. His face yeah, mask so is like, broken, but yeah. it looks more like. So it's like, it, well, um, like literal Deus Ex Machina thing. I, w- I would like to. That, that was the theory we proposed in uh, Sothisil Expanded, which was that his city literally served as an artificial realm he was going to upload himself to, and thereby become the Elder Scrolls definition of a god or a daedra, which is, you know, having your own uh, realm, which you are. That's pretty badass. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much what I was going to lead into is uh, when we find him, he is in an advanced state of decay. He's obviously been dead for some time. And you, you have Amalexia's statement that he said nothing when she uh, killed him, and he gave up his mortality long ago. And he's plugged into this machine, uh, this obviously advanced tech. Uh, is, what happened if he was gone, like long gone, by the time she even got there? Yeah. Uh, he's been uploaded into his main. Yeah, like his body's just an empty is, shell. People yeah, don't tripping, He's tripping the light fantastic in the Clockwork City and just. Yeah, people talk about how he hasn't been spotted in like centuries. Like nobody's seen him. Not se- not centuries. Uh, from what Vivek said, it's like the last time we ever saw him was when he got ambushed by Dagother, which wasn't too long before Morrowind's events. Like only a few decades. Wasn't that like the okay. second year? Was it? I thought that was like contemporary with Tiber Septum, though. Was that like much later? Or was that when Dagon I swear it was much later. There's a timeline thing I could go find, but no. I, I swear that was, relatively speaking, in Morrowind's terms, sort of recent. You might be right. Well, I'm you, not 100% sure on that. If, you, if you're right, that would also explain why he would just upload himself into his city if he does do that, because then it's like, oh, well, this body's just going to rot away now. I may as well make myself a new one. Mm-hmm. Shit's fucked. Let's mm-hmm. shut it down, start all over again. Make myself a new. Yeah. And and where uh, uh, I get it. <laughs> an interesting yeah, point there too is is what is the purpose of the imperfect, uh, and why is it yeah that's in my notes too. Like what are, are, are these are these failed uh, failed attempts at 
him creating himself a new well, a new form. He speaks about imperfection in ESO. Uh, the aspect of Sothasil you made is called the imperfection of Sothasil. He talks about how true perfection can never be attained. You will never understand this because you are not Sothasil, but it does not matter. You know, so he talks about how the journey for perfection matters more than actual perfection. So maybe imperfection to him is perfect. I don't know. I've, mm. I've heard a few theories on it. Uh, the one I go with always is that they're literally his imperfections uploaded into some crazy robot. Mm. Uh, it could easily be that there are some like, sort of aspect that he's trying to attain. They could just be giant robots that he called imperfections because he's weird. I, I sort of had this idea when I first played Tribunal that he was trying to make a, uh, an, an entity similar to the uh, Numidium, and mm. they were called imperfections because they weren't yeah. like it's small to be new. Yeah, weren't perfect, weren't well, if you notice, the Dwemer have like imperfect, like small versions of new medium too. Like in the workshop you go down into underneath Mournhold, there's this robot that's like. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. like that. Those seem less like uh, what new medium is, which is the big evil golem, and they seem more like just, you know, defensive mechs. They might just be like really, really, really big animunculi, but. To me, it's like, like an in-between phase or something. I mean, he, when, when you look at them all together, like like Numidium and then the lower Animunculi and Centurions, if some of the research, I know Din has posted some, um, and then I think the final report touches on it, but the creation of them are all thematically similar, you know, dealing with souls and the dividing of souls and um, annealing of them and creating you know, a construct from it. Um, you know, we so I think thematically it's, it's the same, um, you know, and, and so like the imperfects are the ones that didn't make it to, you know, what the Dwemer achieved. If, if even that, the, you know, the, the centurions and animunculi might've been imperfect when compared to Numidium. So I don't know. Actually looking at the imperfect, yeah, yeah, though, open, sorry. raw, like, mechanical potential and just how advanced it looks it really does look more just fundamentally different than anything the dwemer have even tried to attempt it looks it looks like a cyborg but then it doesn't look like a cyborg it looks like some sort of crazy android the dwemer machine and the looks face looks like it's supposed to be by comparison beautiful i gotta mention real quickly like this design the symbolism of the center again um more okay Deep underneath Mornhold is a Daedric ruin. On top of that is a Dwemer ruin. On top of that is old Mornhold, and on top of that is Mornhold. So um, I don't know how that relates. What's to underneath the Daedric ruin? Who Probably knows? like a nightclub or something. Lava or something. <laughs> the floor is lava. <laughs> the floor is lava. That's kind of like Silver Seals progression. Oh, cool. I just fired a warden. Yep. Yeah, and the mystery. Are you there? Oh, wow! <laughs> Eventually, when I, hopefully his microphone will start working soon. Yeah. Just what I'm so, talking about. Yeah. Um, I I think everybody's getting pretty close to where you know where I was hoping you guys would go with this question. But one thing I'm wondering is, can anybody make a connection between the flow of water and clockwork? Yeah, like water clocks. You mean? I Not mean, necessarily like clockwork. clockwork, but there's certainly we have water wheels and whatnot. I mean, in the days before mm -hmm. industrial revolutions and whatnot, the things that turned most basic machinery were windmills and, of course, water mills. Yeah, that's true. And a gear does look like a water mill. So a water mill is yeah. kind of it was basically a gear. They're hooked up to gear. Right. And the, and the mechanism like the hurling disc. Right. So what we're talking about conceptually uh, or philosophically is energies that move systems right mm -hmm. yes so then memory moves what system mm. i actually uh kind of well i won't because i have i have no plans on finishing my code oh, sorry but um this fuck time to write um i actually <laughs> would have touched on that but the only problem being that's a kajiti thing not a dunmary thing so um I don't know. If you want to think of what system water or memory could fuel, think about the um that very famous line. Uh, fuck. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh yeah, that line. I'm familiar with. I quote that one all the time. Like um, uh, our bloodline is registered code or something like that. How 
liquid mm-hmm. or whatever can fuel a machine and whatever system the Dunma have in place that keeps them keeps their memories intact because they can't think of it themselves. Right. And it's the it's because memory itself is failing because and also because they've been spending all this time on Masser. Yeah. So a linear system that is powered by water or well water I should say is a linear is a linear power that flows in one direction at, you know at a time. Can we briefly mention about how the moons relate to the tides? Yeah, yep, that's a good one too. Yeah, the moons um, move the tides, the gears move the planet, supposedly. Um, um, the human body is mostly comprised of water. Um, the body right. still, the cell makes are comprised of gears. I'm not I'm not seeing an ultimate connection here yet, but I'm seeing a lot of similarities. Because well, that, the huh? because memory is a product of linear time. Yes, exactly. Right. We're, we're talking about memory as in literal memory, right? Like literal memory, yes. Yeah, so when, yeah, yeah. so therefore, what I'm suggesting here is the connection between the two is that water flows, which is mem- which is the flow of memory, which is what effectively marks the passing of time. Right. Oh, I water see. flows in one direction. Water time flows in one direction. Exactly. Time. <laughs> yeah. And without without the li- without the the stretching of Akatosh, we wouldn't have linear time, and therefore we wouldn't have memory, and therefore Nern could not exist. True. There's another connection to make, of course, is that we have the clockwork city, and of course, clockwork, clock, time. Just right. throwing that exactly. out there. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another thing that <clears throat> I, I I don't have too much to say on it, but um, you know, like when you dream, <clears throat> you dream from a certain frame of reference, from a memory of your experiences in the past. Um, uh, it, every you know, every you can't really you can but it's still with all within a frame of reference which serves as your memory and it's kind of interesting that you know memory is leaving um leaving or dying i took it as leaving i always took it as dying because memory is the world herself and as we see new medium has kind of you know butt fucked that into infinity Yeah. Doesn't, yeah. doesn't memory literally say that it is leaving and then goes away? Like, even if it's dead, wouldn't it have a corpse there? That's a good question. Well, well, well Lor- the yeah. moons are Lorcan's corpse, so is yeah. Nern memory's corpse? The, the wheels of Lull, you know, that's another thing, too, is Raymond Lull, mnemonic wheels, it, it, that entire thing is thematically relevant. Um well, yeah, it's it's very obviously named at for his wheels. Right, right, and I think those are left behind. That is the corpse um, of not only Nern but memory um, itself. When it was, whenever it was, you know, uploaded into the Clockwork City, um, and then when memory leaves, yeah, it, I, you know, that is dying. I would I would suppose, um, but there is a there and there's a theme of memory persisting. Um, you know, you see in the bachelor party when the history uh, talks to Jubal, um, he makes it a point that he's going to remember the hist, mm-hmm. and that that can serve as their form of survival and the in the next dream to come. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I I think that the memory construct itself is relevant to the next dream. It can kind of serve as a fuel, um, similar to water. Is you know, all living creatures thrive off water. Um, yeah. well, also, since memories happened in the past, aren't they technically, if you're going by the linear time thing, since they would have happened in the past, they're sort of by definition dead as non-physical right. things, but they sure. still have an impact, which kind of loops back into the uh, powering a machine in one direction thing, because your memories, just as humans, your memories still influence what your future actions are, so if that's sort of turning the clockwork of the mind, then it's kind of making you go in whatever direction you're supposed to go in. Well, actually, I'm going to take this time to let IFW introduce himself. Unless he's got a move, looks like he's moving. <laughs> oh, what's up? Hey, there he is. Hey. Say hi, tell everybody who you are. Um, Javion Saunders, um, also known as Icefire Warden. Um, hello. Hi. Yeah, if you don't know who this guy is, then, you know, get on our level. <laughs> <laughs> That's my line. 
You literally Eckmer, bro? on TES Lore's subreddit without finding out who IFW is. It is impossible. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... I gotta say okay, something well, real quick. I, I hit on absolutely everything I wanted to talk about, and we're only like 40 minutes in. We so. haven't mentioned Azora's role in all this yet as the anticipation. Uh, she is the dawn and the dusk. The dusk of the current world perhaps is the dawn of the new um, Amaranth. There's a lot of symbolism to be had there. I really do believe. There was a, there was a really good, uh, I can't remember what it was. It was, it was either a post or a comment, which was saying how um, Sophocle as Azura's anticipation. Azura, who was dawn and dusk, that's one method of telling time. Yeah. Yet Sophocle is that natural progression forward of going beyond just dawn and dusk and minutes and seconds and hours and stuff like that. And she's the ancient, she's the sundial, basically. Mm. Yeah. And he's, he's, the, the, he's the sun, she's the sundial, he's the digital watch that plays yeah, right. the ringtones. <laughs> yeah. It's the little calculator, Sony calculator was watch. And then the eye watch, but less expensive. Yeah. <laughs> if we want to expand on that, um, we have also the ideas of the, the Egg of Time, I believe, from the Dwemer. Mm -hmm. And there's also uh, a point in Skyrim where Parthenax is discussing uh, Kalpas. And he describes the world as the egg of the next world and the destruction and the, the mm -hmm. uh, consumption of it by Alduin as the hatching of the, of the next world. Yeah. So, go. We do see, seem to see a lot of uh, birth symbolism going on. We have Sothisil giving birth to memory. We have Vivek and Jabal giving birth to the new man, I think. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's right. So, so these are the, yeah, birth is a big part of the anantiomorphic symbolism of, uh, of uh, the, the, the two chiral halves dying and then creating or transforming and then creating a third entity, which might include the first two for all we know. And that, and that definitely ties into the whole death birth thing. You know, you know, two parents come together and contribute their genetics to create a new entity. Also, exact, uh, exact egg cracking. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which I still don't get. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Every time I think I get close. Well, the trick to exact egg cracking is you gotta you gotta apply just the right amount of force, or else you get eggshell all in the skillet. But that that's a <laughs> That's a whole other uh, subject. I just slam it into the bowl and let God sort it out. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, Your omelets are the crunchiest. <laughs> I hadn't considered connecting Alduin to um, Azora to Sothasil, so... That's a pretty interesting uh, progression there, because time is involved in all three of those entities. Mm -hmm. There's a little touch of time there. They're not, they're, they are not themselves Akatosh, but they are all kind of overlapping his sphere a little bit well if we're talking about connections and whatnot we haven't really talked about uh the connection with hermaeus mora and all these other entities because hermaeus yes. mora is memories oh, secrets fate yeah. knowledge especially mm -hmm. and of course he's basically he's basically like this you know lovecraftian monster which is totally water yeah yeah true God, no, i can't believe i missed water. that yeah and yeah the knowledge water uh, uh what does sothasil uh value more than knowledge Years? How much? <laughs> oh, a good, 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 good brand of oil. <laughs> Wasn't Nerevar from the Minor House Mora before he was um, adopted yeah. into House? Yeah, he was. Yeah. yeah. There you go. And then there's you House Sotha, which we know about about Minor House. Yeah. yeah. I believe we, Mora is also a Dunmaris for Woodland. Yep. yep. For Woods. So, yeah. He's Lord yeah. Indoral, Nerevar, <laughs> Mora. Get Bal Balmora so or, or, or Telmora. Yeah, Sadrith Mora, Telmora. Yeah. It's a Morag Tom, the Guild. It might be the same word, but that might be the full extent of the connection. It might not be any more complicated yeah. than that. Mm. But Vivek vanished coincidence in the land of the Velaku. Oh, yeah, there's no such thing as coincidence. There's no such thing as coincidence with any of these words. Mm. Well argued. Hmm. <laughs> 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 And 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 then oh well, well wait 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 uh, uh, I believe there's there's a a Nord thing about uh, uh, Hermes Mora being being the woodland man or yeah he was, oh yeah yeah um, 
a kind of demon who kept trying to trick them into becoming old men. So there we have the, the name and the forest connection, and of course books being made out of trees. Yeah. Jeez, this is good. <laughs> yeah. And at Warren, he, 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 known as the Woodland Man. The Latin Elder word. The word codex, which we use for a book, is, is a, was originally a Latin word for a tree stump. Hmm. What? Oh, that's <laughs> nice. All right. The more you know. I failed Latin. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Oddly enough, Old Sotho was destroyed by Mayroon's Dagon, so even he plays into this story. We all? don't really know much about Old Sotho or Sothasil's origins, do we? Oh, no. Very no. really. We're assuming he's from really House Sotho. Maybe he could come. Well, of... we, we know he's from it, but we don't know anything. They're a minor house, and they I've were... always seen them as. Well, they so were... was... The only thing we really have. Well, he could have like is, risen um... through ability through like to be an advisor of House Cinderil. Hmm. Yeah, all we have is the um, homilies of Blessed Almalexia, which talks about him being a kid and throwing rocks at, like, in an egg mine or something, and that's really it. Well, that's That's not really an indication of anything. I mean, I go off and kill scribs all the time. Yeah. um, (laughs) I swear. That's what I'm saying. That's all we have. Somewhere in Morrowind, there is a reference to Old Sotha being destroyed by Dagon and Sotha Sil being the last survivor. I'm sure that's official. that is official, yes. But like yeah. I said, we don't know anything about Old Sotha. I yeah. always assumed from its location and the fact that they were kind of nobodies that they were just a fishing town. Probably. But it is interesting to note that Old Sotha was a coastal town or city. More water connections. Uh, uh, right on water, yeah. And there are, and there are Daedric ruins over it now. All the yeah, I, I always thought that those were just built by the uh, either the temple or some other cultist worshipping either... Da- what? Hold up. In Old Sotha, what's the statue there? Okay. Oh, I got you. USP. The shrine to Mayrun's Dagon. Okay. So it's probably built by uh, his. In fact. Ah, interesting. So it could have been built after our before. He could have just like destroyed him on a whim, you know, like <laughs> this is what you get for worshiping me. It <laughs> 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 doesn't sound like something you do. It could have been built after though by. Who's uh, wrong? He was it's not true. one of the approved, He was not one of the approved Daedra <laughs> preached about by Valeth and his followers. He was definitely on the other end of the spectrum there. So actually, all, can we, they could have been like, from Well, last I checked, you do have to make a pilgrimage to it during the temple uh, quest. The Saint Realms, I believe. Are I think is Sotha still the only purely creative of the Omzivi? Because Vivek is. Warrior poet, poetry. Alexia is warrior, and still yeah, he's both. But he's the next splits it in half between the two of them. Yeah. Oh. Alexia is just warrior. That's just destro- destroyer. She's warrior and, and mother. Still, healing mother. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's yeah. my. But she's she's less yeah, mother so in the birth still, aspect and more mother in the nurturing aspect. So that's not. That's true. Yeah. Tomorrow I'll take you out. That's right. Yeah, like I don't see bit, any. But then again, she also she also kept a uh, uh, she also kept guards and I think warriors that were all um, orphans. Uh, orphans, yeah. yeah. So that goes back to the nurturing aspect, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Vivek. Vivek. Yeah, like Vivek's creator and destroyer, because the poetry is the creation and the warrior side is the destruction. So. Yeah. I was just wondering yeah, if maybe like hands. running the line from A to B from A B C. Throughout the whole tribunal, so this was definitely the creative side of it. But uh, you yeah. actually notice that that's probably why he doesn't actually have any artifacts. Like we know, oh. like even Vivac ha- maybe has Muatra if you want to use a mod to get that. For God knows why, you know, all Malexia has tons <laughs> of stuff in their swords. Wash your hands, kids. Well, couldn't the whole Blackwork <laughs> City be considered an artifact though? It's not like really his though, and it's not really up. something. I'm talking more like a weapon or a sword or even a staff or just oh, a. Oh, you mean like more in like art? He didn't make any, but he like made a corpse and took all of his enchanted items. So yeah, the silver was probably made out of artifacts when you think about it. But not even in the lore, we don't find any items associated with him. It's kind of odd. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you think he'd at least have like a robe or something. He doesn't have time for that. We see, I mean, in the 36 Lessons of Vivek, we see tons of these, you know, uh, items mentioned. We have the Ethos Knife, the Wraith Mail, you know, Alexia has tons of stuff. Soth is Hill, no? Yeah, like, he is himself. I actually have the 36 Lessons open right now. 
And doesn't he do like a protective spell over Vivek as well, like over Vivek the city against like the shadows of? Mola I believe he does. something about he the uh, the mind um, of a city or whatnot, which actually is was always really telling. That was kind of the proof uh, for Sotha still uploading his mind. Is that he also yeah. he often made lines uh, commenting about uh, yeah, I city mind right here. And give the city a mine and make of it a conduit to the full concentrate of the Amzavi. But he's talking about Vivek, the city, at this point. True. After yeah. saying that he would protect it with a spell against Molek Ball. Yeah, that helped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, no. Molek Ball didn't destroy it. That's true. Giant turd destroyed it. That lets you know, though, that he had the concept of a city with a mind, you know, even way back then. True. If we're actually uh, on the subject of the sermons, there is—I forget what—what's the uh, what's the sermon number with the pocket cabal? Um, I'm looking that up uh, right now. That one's interesting um, in the sense that he—this uh, is actually always related to my uh, idea of the Sigic order. Twenty-six. After he defeats the Vivek, you know, stabs the pocket cabal. Vivek uh, Sothasil appears and says, "This is really interesting. Can I keep this?" And he's like, "Yeah, sure. Do something." And it says, "Yeah, how this is the most it. confusing. May I treasure it?" Yeah, exactly. that'd be sermon twenty-six. It's the most confusing. Yep. And it's interesting to note because we also see in Skyrim the Sigics coming along for something interesting and containing it. So I'm wondering if there's something that both him and the Sigics are sort of like the SCP Foundation of Skyrim or Elder Scrolls and come along <laughs> oh to the weird objects and lock them away. <laughs> oh, geez, that's uh, that's uh, that's some fiction. That, that's some fan fiction that needs to get written. Um, I already wrote it. and yeah. It's all SCP. Actually, my coda has the the dome head demon from that from that uh, sermon. That's well, what is it that you think about uh, the pocket cabal that uh, that that Sothisil found fascinating? Aside from its connection with words, by the way. I was about to go with that one. I was about to say it fucks oh. language in the mouth. <laughs> but uh, kind of literally, if you think about it too hard. Uh, doom. Well, actually, I'm not sure if it's even so much the pocket cabal as it is the the dome head demon, because within it, what is it? Um, magic is broken and maligned, Vivek says, within mm-hmm. the dome head demon. And I feel like Sothisil would just be absolutely fascinated by messing around with that. Well, yeah, it's, it seems to be like a creature that breaks the laws of reality just by existing. And that's probably interesting well, to someone who not only studies the Dwemer, but seems to study the laws of reality itself. Well, yeah, here's that the would clue. be like a physicist seeing something fall up. Right. Here's the clue. Under this dome, the temporal myth is no longer man. Hmm. I always wondered about that. So hmm. what, were we, what were we just talking about with Sothisil's oh, connection okay. to water and time? Sorry, no, I was just um, reading the sermon where Pocket Cabal comes in. And uh, it says that under the Pocket Cabal, fuck off, forgotten the line, shit. I don't know, um, magic would, yeah. The pocket cabal too is walking dwarf and they're running when the magic would fail. So this thing has some pretty fucking whack capabilities in that <laughs> it can make magic incapable of working. I've got a commentary <laughs> about the dome. Um Sulfasil's pregnant Bailey is totally that dome. It's like the same dome as like that was over City Face's head. It's just like on his belly, like in the concept art. I, I, stu- I studied it a little bit earlier, and I was like, that's cool. That's neat. I always had him, the pocket cabal in Sothisil expanded. I literally put it under a dome, which had all these other creatures contained. But that actually would be interesting, considering that Sothisil is supposed to be his city in that. Yeah, it's within him. It's within Sothisil, which is also a city. And well, if the temporal myth is no longer man underneath the dome, that means the dome is containing or has the properties of changing the way time works. Yep. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Actually, now by the temporal myth is no longer man. Uh, that might be. This might need to be can of worms for a different topic. Does he mean literally man, or does he just mean like mortal? Yeah. I feel like that question might need a thing. Man. Might need a podcast in itself. That's yeah, because it seems kind of for weird for someone who, <laughs> yeah, it's weird for someone who has a predominantly mer audience to be talking about man. Yeah, but like, man is kind of a neutral term, yeah. unless it's kind of wild. yeah. No, that's what I'm saying is whether it's talking about man as in like gender or man as in the species in Tez, as opposed to mer. Yeah, or if it's just a catch-all for everything and it's just 
Like if we're, yeah. if you assume yeah. that it's a translation of like really old Dunmary text, then it could just be anything. So that, yeah, that might need to be yeah. something that waits for another yeah. podcast. Well, there's, there's a lot of, uh, there's, a, there's a lot to back up the idea that he might mean man as in mortals and not, um, man as in not elves because he mentions the temporal myth yeah. as man in the context of a number of other statements, including when he's talking about uh, going uh, back to what I think it was Josh who said that, uh, the dome where memory, the pregnant belly with memory inside it was the same dome where it was contained. Are we sure he doesn't mean man as in literally like man, the gender, because underneath the Ooh. inside his pregnant belly, yeah. he now has yeah. a That's memory who is a girl yeah. uh, inside his pregnant belly. One of the teachings of Avec uh, uses the pronoun she to describe Seltasil, actually. I'm almost 100% sure of that. There's like one source. <laughs> one source on called Seltasil a woman. So, I can't tell you the exact source there, but it's... Yeah, I hope you find it, because I'd want to know about that. Yeah. yeah that, well, when you're a god, though, gender gets a bit bendy. Yeah. It does. Yeah. I mean, Alcevi really is, could just be anything, you know? Yeah. So, although, I mean, but once again, like, we find, like, like it was pointed out before, it's very interesting that Vivek has a child, Sothisil has a child, Amalexia does not. That's yeah. really hard to ignore. You know? Who is Vivek's child? Yeah. Well, I think the Amaranth. Oh, right, right. Yeah. 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 Oh, flower babies. A lot of children. Wait, if you read Sermon 14. Um, it's true, I, too. I don't, I don't yeah, he's got the, the, mon- the eight monsters. He's, he's got the, the ones who destroyed the West. Mm-hmm. I found it. Yeah. Vivek's Book of Hours Concerning the Dragon Tree. The, uh, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not certain that. It's like the second to last paragraph. All that I'm looking. Okay. Book, uh, yeah, I don't know. Almost she didn't seem like the one who should have had a child, even though she was Mother Mercy, because I, re- I really thought it was good for her to be in that, um, uh, what do you call it, that, that um, role of taking care of orphans or people who do not have mothers and fathers. And she just becomes their mother, sort of, and they become her children, in a sort of way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. I could read it, or you can. Yeah, please do. You can, you can read it, because I don't want to type that on my I'll just read the whole paragraph. It's a little lengthy, but the hurling disc, it is conjectured, contains a strange mingling of magic from both the solar and lunar spheres. That singular rarity, coupled with the rarity of its presence within this world, has kept it from gaining a strong foothold in the schools of known sorcery. The selectives claim a similar source of power in their depictions of right reaching, but that has not deterred those magicians which still try to fathom the meaning of the middle dawn and what benefits they may derive from that understanding. Perhaps it is the association of Nimely with the vanishing of sequential sensation and by extension the teeth-filled stare of the Eleanor dragon that came thereafter that drive seekers of arcane knowledge to pledge their scholarship to the Aetherius rather than dealing with the esoteric teachings of my murder brother Seth or her many aspects, who loves the secret power so much that she cooks okay. with first gave it legs, head, and sexual receptacle. Hmm. Well, he's referred to there as both there. He's murder brother and then her many aspects, so that's interesting. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And she trucks with the secret tower, which there, there's no... That's a good one. <laughs> There's, there's, yeah, I, maybe I should, uh, like, I've, I've got, I've, after I'm done <laughs> with the 36 lessons, I'm going to do the, uh, the love letter, but then I might have to do the teachings of Vivek while I'm at it. And I might as well just start friggin' translating everything he's ever written. <laughs> just do the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. just do it all. Just, <laughs> just completely just wreck it, everything. Yeah, no, do the all Kirkbride, the Kirkbride, just the whole uh, just, library, just run through it. Oh, right. You'll <laughs> 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 have to play through Southwest and expand it then. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. That's okay. Well, um, does anybody have anything else to talk about today? Yeah, I got a, uh, something I'd like to hear your thoughts on. Shoot. Um, Josh mentioned the picture of foul murder earlier. Um, and one of the things, one of the interesting things about Sothisil in this image is that he is holding Narabar's face. Um, mm-hmm. Why is he holding Narabar's face? Get out. Um, uh, so, so it enables the Nerevarine to be um, anybody. You know, he had his face removed so you can customize his appearance. He had his genitals removed so he could be male or female. Um, but then there is a question. Yeah, I mean, he had his feet removed, but that's also um, 
Dunmary uh, sainthood ritual. Yeah, like with Vivek boosting his feet and uh, right. crushing his well, there's, there's also uh, you have Sothasil holding the face and Amalexia is holding his feet, cradling them in her arms as uh, Vivek is, is running him through with, with Mulatra. Um, so why Sothasil? <laughs> I always kind of like. like <laughs> Damn it! I was kind of like his expression in that. It's kind of one of disgust, which is kind of interesting. It's both mm-hmm. disgust, and he also seems to be looking away, which kind of unre- not really answering the question as to why he's holding the face. But it does kind of tie in with the fact that there's always the theory that Sothiso was the only one who truly regretted, you know, killing his uh, his best friend Nerevar. He was yeah, it's like very. Yeah. We, we we kind of in South Silk Spended took that too far as to he literally keeps Nerevar's face in a jar. No, that's not too far. That's just <laughs> that's not too far at all. That's just that's right. a little gross, but that's that's cool. He's the governor from Walking Dead. Congratulations! Exactly. <laughs> He's got it in an aquarium. But uh, holding the face though might be able to tie that back to the whole thing with him being the one who presented himself as Dunmer, and it's like this is cool, guys. We can do this. Where it's like he, if he's got the, the, the chimer face or chimer fa- how whatever, Maybe he's got the face out. and he now it's like it's in his hands and he can just sort of take it or leave it as he will. Maybe he just cuts off people's faces when he kills them. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's just he just has a collection. It's his Facebook. Like, why don't we do that to Mary? <laughs> he's like, got it. <laughs> he just looted it. <laughs> yeah, just holds it up. There's sparkles and everything. <laughs> Of course, uh, he made the Ordinator helmets out of Nerevar's face and some of the... Right, which is kind of what I was thinking was the reason why he saved the face was so that they could um, they could yeah. uh, uh, inter it sort of as a, uh, um, uh, an, an artifact of a hero. Yeah, it also yeah. legitimizes their connection with Nerevar. Because in their minds, we all these guys faith. were in Nerevar's face are working for the tribunal. They were great friends of Nerevar who would never do any wrong by Nerevar. They oh, played right. cards with Nerevar. Yeah, they like hung out on certain Nerevar's cat. Nerevar's so but, nice. He's he's a terrible at poker. He's just he has no poker face. Just God, <laughs> yeah, man. He lets you win every time. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, I like the the Imdril helmet idea where he's like they're like trying to memorialize him that way. Especially if Sothasil's the one who truly regrets murdering him, then it's like oh well. Let's make our greatest warriors just in the entire nation wear his face mm-hmm, as right. a representation of what he was so good at, which was killing people. That's one of the reasons why all the Indoro warriors will attack you if you wear their armor around them, because that's that's dude, you're wearing yeah. our, our hero's face, man. You can't do that. Yeah, you haven't earned the earned the right. Even sure. the, even when you're the nerve after they say that you're the Nerevarine, they're like, that's you're the dude, and then for some reason or other they still attack you. I don't I don't know. I think that's just coding. You might be the dude, but you don't have the right to his face. Nerevar is holy. Yeah. The Nerevarine is a blasphemy. <laughs> there's a yeah, but, yeah. Yeah, there's but even, after, even after you smash Dagothar's face in, you know, they still they still get mad. Well, they like mm-hmm. you a lot more then though. Like their disposition automatically jumps up to like twenty. Whatever. Yeah, but no, we're talking about like when you wear the helmet and like you talk to them when you're wearing the helmet, and I would cheat with that so hard and get like infinite gold by putting it to easy and killing a hundred ordinators. <laughs> with the helmet. I, could, uh, I could never kill them; they were so nice to me. I made a <laughs> which game All I ever got out of them was we're watching you, scum. I never got any kind of you know. That's it. <laughs> Anyway, if we're going to uh, try and wrap this up, one of the things I'd like to bring up is uh, the text Sothisil's Last Words. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. oh, I don't that really open know right who now. wrote it, but it was, it is very much one of the most insightful pieces on Sothisil we have, including the revelation that outside of the workshop we visited in Vanilla Tribunal, there's supposedly this massive churning city full of sentient fabricants. Mm-hmm. That, was, that was always kind of interesting as to why exactly did he do that? Why would, why would he build I also want to point out Azura. <laughs> Go. Azura said that Sothasil might have been happy to be dead. And in this, he specifically mm. says uh, to Diavathir that the tools of Kagranak, like were not tools for mortals, which is pretty much exactly what Azura says. 
at the end of mm. tribunal. So there's that. Maybe he did like, recruit his immortality yeah, after all. Like twenty twenty hindsight on his end though. Yeah though. And yeah. then you get Keenan in Skyrim and it's kind of useless. I know. Yeah, and then it's, like it's all just kind of actually it's uh I believe it's uselessness is actually an oversight because the way it's enchantment works is that it seems to be it's supposed <clears> to be infinite. But for whatever reason there's a bug that doesn't make it work. But it's interesting that if it didn't actually work, it'd be a really powerful dagger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Of course, you can still wield it without Wraith Guard, which makes no sense. But <clears throat> do you think it was a nod to the? Well, maybe it's useless because you no longer have to wield Wraith Guard mm. while you're while you're wielding it. You know, I mean, maybe its enchantment has died out when the Heart of Lorcan disappeared. True. We also you also notice that the uh, the crystal in it, the crystal knife thing, is cracked. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it might it be broken. I always figured that was just because they had a high resolution texture on it, but yeah. You know. Well, let me see the original Keenan and see if it's cracked at all. That's a good question. Yeah. Um, hmm. Does does Sothisil build fabricants for the same reason that Daedra lords build scamps? Hmm. I think it's just. I always, always kind of thought like the verminous and hulking fabricants that were attacking you were more of a symbol of corruption, like they weren't meant to be made. And like mm. when Alma Alexia attacked the city, they kind of like just they just like spewed out of the walls. Well, I assume they were the mockeries of the they were the mockeries of the Dwemeri war machines from Sermon Thirty Six. Like I assumed that like a shit ton of fabricants came out of the ocean and just like completely. I always thought those the, were uh, clockwork drones, cyborg. Yeah, that were clockwork. That's drones. what I thought too. Like I, I actually had a moment where I like ran to check out contact uh, like a uh, concept art of the fabricants to see if they resembled. Uh, Dragon, anyway. You have concept art of the fabricants. Those two both look I, so different, though, that it wouldn't be impossible for him to have like maybe other models of just like this one's based off a of Drew, this one's based off a of shark. <laughs> so I mean, it's, it's, possible. it's just kind of me running my mouth. <laughs> it's just a shark with legs and like a, a robot fin. But shark yeah, I mean, shark to us, yes. <laughs> shark to <laughs> fabricant. The, the father still just, just sits on the sci-fi channel watching the B-movies to get his ideas. He's just like, oh my god, that's <laughs> brilliant. Just, like, just imagine Sothisil on a fucking couch with a beard. Is it Red Mountain now headcanon? Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> Actually, uh, uh, someone was talking about <laughs> someone was talking about the fabricants and the Dwemer creations, and it's actually interesting to know it, they kind of seem to be opposites of each other. Like, the mm-hmm. Dwemer creations are, you know, they're They've got a soul put into a mechanical machine for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. And this, it seems, you're literally putting uh, mechanical parts onto an already living being. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like the difference between a utilitarian machine and this is like flesh and machine combination artwork. Because again, this is maybe. They're the yeah. inverse of each other. fixated on uh, Sophocil as a creative. In, like, go on. But uh, was well, a creative, like, he has a compulsion to be creative. As the create as like the creation aspect of the tribunal, so he's just going to take flesh bits and machine bits and stick them together and see what he can do, just mm-hmm. because that's what he does. Like Whereas the the Dweamer machines are all completely utilitarian. There's yeah. nothing there that doesn't have to be there. Now, you could make an you could make an argument for all three of the tribunes representing a mental illness, and Sophocles could definitely be OCD. Really, that's, yeah. that's Shayagorath's influence in um, that might be a topic for another day when we finally talk about Shea and how he ought to be portrayed versus how he oh. is. <laughs> yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah. Get, yeah, get Kirk right on here. You can talk about hate banking more. Now. Get Wes Johnson. I like Wes Johnson. <laughs> but um, that's kind of a stretch, isn't it? But <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I don't think that'd happen. <laughs> back, on, back on track. <laughs> back on train track. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I, I think if anybody does, anybody else have anything, Nathan? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think with uh, Sothisil's fabricants and the Clockwork City, I've always felt like, um, even though we only really see them attacking and stuff, and when we go there in Tribunal, and sorry, I haven't played the mod, so I don't know what it's like, but um, I've always felt like he wanted to create a full, proper living city, just with Clockwork people and machines and animals and stuff and to hmm. see how that works as so it's like his version of the sims is he gonna like trap them in a maze or something <laughs> make them kill themselves in the shower <laughs> <laughs> on like 500 babies uh, 
Time and, and gears. Um, just like if you circle the globe, you come back to the spot you started out, a gear will eventually go back to the spot it started out. Um, the Daedra are now um, the tribunal again, but Elm City will be again someday. And maybe that's part of what Coda is about. Oh, will, will they? I, yeah. I, I would actually argue well, that they never will be again, anything again. Yeah, even though Vivix shows up in Coda, I didn't really feel he was like part of the tribunal or whatnot. I thought that yeah. was like, hey, Vivek's back. Let's, I don't know, perhaps, have a party. Okay, then perhaps Coda, since memory is disappearing, represents the end of the cycle. That's what I was thinking more. It's mm -hmm. the endless cycle of rebirth and death and cheese is gone. And it's a different yeah, cheese. Year touches a different year, which then rotates in its fashion until it touches mm -hmm. another year. Well, the part of, part of why part of why the the amaranth is impossible is that the amaranth represents a split from the intrinsically circular nature of the universe. Ah, yeah, yeah. So, um, well, did, did you guys uh, read that uh, thing I was talking about with um, mnemonic particle oscillation and the the rotation of the wheel as it relates to a waveform? What? Uh, no, no. Okay. physics All makes right. my head hurt. <laughs> That's. <laughs> that's a uh, I'm a bad student. Yeah, that's 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 the pro mode uh, webcast. We'll do that one later. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, okay. Speaking of so, water and stuff, I don't know. You know how um I don't know. You can see the lot in different sorts of farms around the world how they use water and stuff like that. I've I don't know with at least what I was going to write for the main in Coda, oh in my Coda, sorry. Um, was that he basically. The Dunga have their code or whatever it is that keeps all their memories for the Khajiit. They don't have that. They have basically the main one of them is a gigantic sort of memory farming pool moon thing. And he stores water and all different types of memories and that through a whole bunch of canals and floating garden water shit everywhere so that he contains all the memories and souls and shit of dead Khajiit so that the, few, the current Khajiit on, well, at least on Secunda, have a reference point to go back to, and they have their history still. And so for Sulfur Steel, I think maybe he has something similar. Or maybe he's set That's, up that coda. That brings up an interesting point. Uh, if we go back to PGE1, uh, where it talks about moon sugar production, uh, where he, he talks about the, the light of, of the moons, and we all know what the moons are, mm -hmm. shining down on the water, and the water flows into these paddies where they grow the moon sugar cane, mm -hmm. and the, something happens between the moonlight and the water to mm -hmm. turn sugar into moon sugar. Mm -hmm. uh, let me see if I can find that. On the subject of the moons, I gotta ask, just for my followers and whatnot, how's uh, Tatterdemalion, the moon mod, coming? Uh, oh, I'm actually incredibly glad you brought that up. Um, yeah. We're actually moving forward with it to change it from a. We're we're pulling away from the idea of doing it as a mod. Unfortunately, that's Aww. that's probably not going to happen. Yeah, uh, right, but we, we are instead we going to release it as a gigantic amount of world information and stories. All right, um, okay. which is that's much cool. more feasible for for people like us. Uh, let's yeah, just be yeah, honest. Yeah. I mean, we're not so. game developers, <laughs> so um, hey, don't worry. We always have wheels of lull. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's right. true. Yeah, that's very true. Um, and uh, we're basically we're going to try. We've got a couple of very highbrow ideas that we may not be able to pull off the way we want to, but um, we're going to release a lot of fiction, a lot of stories, a lot of um, a lot of just documents about uh, what life on the moons. Uh, has been like and what it will be like in the future. And stuff we've been dying to talk about and probably yeah, only really. ever alluded to very subtly. Peripherally. Yeah, yeah, peripherally, mm -hmm. yeah. And it's finally I, I'm I'm really excited that we're finally go we're gonna be doing something with this. You know, at, at the very least like a multimedia project. You know, it's right. it's gonna be fun. There's gonna be hopefully a lot of artwork because we still have a lot of artists on board from the from concept art that are uh, at the very least we've got Nina Roy who's just a beast and um, she's the one who did the promotional art that the whole internet oh, has gone crazy about. Oh yeah, that looked amazing. Yeah, no, she's um she's I'm not kidding you. We found like a lot of the artwork she'd been doing before she met us, and it was like she'd been doing artwork for Tattered Amelian the whole time mm -hmm. before we even thought of it. I mean, it's a it was an amazing like score. Um, 
but uh, uh, so there's going to be a lot of art. There's going to be a lot of writing. Uh, hopefully, we'll be able to do some, you know, some music or something. Um, and we got some cool tunes already. Yeah, we do. Uh, uh, <laughs> they're early. They're early on, but yeah, they're they're pretty eerie. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, um, 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 there's something else I wanted to mention, but I can't remember what it is. So screw it. It's probably going to get its own website. I think that's probably a safe bet. So. All right. Yeah, but no mod. That's a shame. Yeah, it is. Anyway, on that down note, um, yeah. I think we can call it here. Um, I I don't know what we're doing for the next subject, but uh, Alexia, oh. let's just do Alexia. Yeah, you might as well. I am. I don't object. All right. So we will see uh, everybody uh, again when we see you again. Bye bye. All right. Love you guys. Bye bye.